welcome to Faithfully Unapologetic. I'm Kelly Jean Pittman, and this is my amazing daughter, Jaina Pittman. We are a mom and teen duo, and our mission is to empower others in faith to help them break free from the stress of everyday life. By sharing our experience, we hope to inspire you to find joy, peace, and connection in the craziness of the world around us. Every other week, we'll share the secrets of a resilient heart, and you'll learn how to nurture a strong mind, body, and soul while taking advantage of the divine power of prayer. We're so excited to share this space with all the beautiful souls who are listening today. Welcome all you beautiful souls out there. This week, I'm really excited to talk about our topic. Yes. Why? Why is that? What's it about? What's, what's the big deal? Oh, I'm bubbling over with joy. Joy. <laughs> We're talking about the secret of joy, but one of the reasons I'm so very excited about it is that I didn't really understand the secret, honestly, until we started talking about this podcast and putting it together. I didn't understand how it was kind of building in my life and how it you know, what the secret really was. And so it's exciting to me that it kind of revealed itself um, and we get to share it with the listeners today. Mm-hmm. I'm also very excited because like you, I also didn't realize that this was happening in my life or I, was, I wasn't aware of it until right. we kind of started talking about it and brainstorming for this podcast and talking about our lives and going deeper instead of you know, the surface level stuff that just, you don't really realize a lot with it. Right. And joy is kind of a big concept. And so, you know, like other podcasts, we kind of tossed it around a bit and tried to figure it out. For sure. both know our podcast is finding that joy and peace in the everyday chaos, which is really important to do. It's difficult to do. Mm -hmm. I talk to a lot of friends who Particularly minor moms, of course, typically. Not I mean, all my friends are moms. I mean, but, like, I would hope. Or, yeah. Well, not moms, but, like, people your age. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, a lot of moms, particularly moms, when I mentioned the word joy, they look at me and almost laughed at me in sarcasm. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. This is nothing that I am aware of mm-hmm. at all. And it kind of makes me sad um a little bit and not to say that i know exactly sad and that i know exactly where they're coming from yeah i know i was completely there totally i totally get it but it is not a fantasy concept it joy is real Mm -hmm. and it really is accessible to people but it's accessible to everyone but there are um some things that you need to do in order to kind of discover that joy within yourself yeah, and even, like, and, talking with my friends, too, it's not, like, we've talked about it in class before, but you don't, I've never heard a teenager be like, oh my goodness, I'm so joyful right now, or I have this joy. It's just not really a thing, especially with the major mental health crisis out there today. No. Now, there's happiness and there's highs. A high is not a joy. Yeah, no. that Those two are, like, completely different. Right. Um, I think right now we're stuck in a world of um, manic moods, kind of. For sure. You go from these manic highs, this is like so great, too, and then you crash to these manic lows. Mm -hmm. But joy is not manic, number one, because it involves a lot of peace. You have this peace and contentment. And then with joy, mm, there really isn't a crash. 
I don't know, have you had a crash with joy? Not really. It's like, it just, it just kind of carries you in the moment. Yeah, and then it, it might, it kind of dissipates, mm-hmm. but it leaves you with peace. Yeah. Which is a part of that joy. For so sure. So you can still know that feeling so you're not, like, left out in the cold. Like, it's not an extreme emotion mm-hmm. that drops you. And I don't know if this is making sense or not to <laughs> any of any of you listening out there, but it's kind of hard to explain. But we're going to go a little bit more in depth. Um, do we want to do Bible verses first or do you want to talk about a joy? Should we do one Bible verse first? And... Yeah, and then we can talk more about our own experiences with joy. But the first one I have is James 1 two through three. So James one, two, three, (laughs) which I think is kind of funny, but it reads, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Whoa. Now and talking about joy, that is not anything I want to hear. It's hard to hear. It's not really thing that people want to hear, especially when they're going through difficulties. I mean, I feel like I would bite someone's head off if they're like, okay, Jaina, like, you need to be joyful during this really, really difficult time because it doesn't feel like, you know, God is listening or your circumstances are not good so you don't deserve to be joyful or you shouldn't be joyful because you're just going through this really, really cruddy time. Right, to have someone say when you're in a life or death situation, well, there's joy in every situation. It's okay, so someone... Might not be living tomorrow, but there's joy in everything. It's, yeah. you know, we're not, ah, yeah, oh, yuck. <laughs> yuck. Uh. But it's, so we're not really talking yeah. about that exactly. Or to say, right, you're going through a brutal sickness or illness or mental health crisis or job loss or you have no money or you can't feed people or you're pet is really hurt Mm -hmm. or um you have a blowout with your spouse or your child or your best friend and it feels like the world is ending and in these times the last thing that i think about typically at least in the past for sure is joy yeah it's not something that crosses your mind too often when you're going through these difficulties Right. But what God is telling us is that these times of difficulty is what creates joy. Yeah. Because it's testing your faith, which produces perseverance. So it's not just like someone saying, oh, it's going to be okay. And then not giving a reason of why it's going to be okay. God tells us why we should be joyful. Because if we believe it strengthens our faith, which produces perseverance which is gonna lead us in directions physically mentally and spiritually which is super super powerful it really is and when i sit back and look at this um through a decade or two and going through the difficult trials and things that i have i personally can honestly say that before I went through these challenges and trials, these difficulties, immense difficulties, I don't know if I really knew joy and peace to the extent that I know it. Yeah, 
And so when you go through these trials, it just like, it builds that joy and the understanding of joy. And it does. And at times I felt like I couldn't handle these things. And before they happened, I knew I, I thought I knew I couldn't handle these things, mm-hmm. but I have handled many things. God has proved me um, to be strong in him. He's given me the strength to get through these difficulties. And they've only made my faith stronger. Mm-hmm. It has brought me closer to God. For sure. These things have definitely, the difficulties I have faith have faced have built my faith. And so that Bible verse, this Bible verse, is like so critical in finding joy. So if you find yourself stuck in something really difficult, there there is a reason for that. Yeah. And it's building. God wants you to come to him. He wants you to depend on him. He wants you to give all your worries to him. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. So as I said, looking back, I can see that these trials and challenges were really difficult. How would you want? Should we talk about some personal, some personal challenges that we've had? Yeah. Um, do you want to go first or should I go first? I can go first. You know, the first one gets forgotten. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. Um, I, it's a little difficult for me to talk about because, you know, I think it's easy to get deep with people that you're very familiar with. Like, you know, I could talk to you about anything, but mm-hmm. sharing this is just a little uncomfortable for me, but I think it's a really good thing to put out there because I know there's probably a lot of adoptees or other kids in a similar situation who might feel the same way but for a really long time oh backstory I'm adopted from China oh, I yeah. was adopted at two in case you're just <laughs> listening yeah yeah my daughter is adopted and I was gonna say what was I gonna say well I can't remember so yeah. but I was adopted at the age of two from China and I dealt with a lot in China, but the biggest thing that I feel like I took away emotionally was I just, I hated Mm -hmm. and had so much anger that I didn't have, like, a birth mom. Like, I didn't know her. I just hated the fact that I didn't have that relationship when I was younger, and I didn't, I didn't have it. There was something I was missing, and I, I didn't like that. And for the longest time, I didn't really know exactly why I was super angry. Mm Mm-hmm. But later I found out it was because I just was having these angry feelings towards my mom for giving me up and that I didn't have those good first years of life. Right. So it's really, it's really hard to dig in and kind of figure yeah. out where our explosive emotions are coming from. We put up so many protective walls and it's really difficult. And from myself, from a perspective, I know I don't have, it's so easy to take for granted what we know and what we have. Um, I have my mother who birthed me and I totally take it for granted. I can't really imagine what it's like not to be with her. I think I can, but then I would be making judgments like, what's the big deal? You know, you're, you're loved by this other person. doesn't matter what womb you came out of, but there's a whole biochemical process. There's bonding, there's spiritual spirituality, there's genetics. Uh, Studies show that the child, the baby bonds in the wound to the mother, 
already and that they know the scent. They know that the minute they're parted, they know exactly because all the scents and all the smells and everything is completely different, puts the baby in a state of stress. So when you research all this, it's devastating. Yeah, and so I just, I couldn't put my finger on what was making me so angry, but later I found out it was this, and I feel like I kind of knew maybe, but I was just like, I just was so angry, I couldn't really put it into words or even express it in a way that mom could help me. Right, and he really kind of had a bum deal in life. It was a very difficult first two years, and there was a lot of anger as a baby that you would express, and it's, who knows where it's coming from, but you went through a lot of trauma and a lot of challenges and a lot of breaks and a lot of separations. Yeah, but, oh, I, I just felt this, like, shame and guilt, too, because I didn't, I felt guilty for, like, coming into, like, my family's lives and, like, having all these difficulties and being so angry and stuff and not knowing why and yes. kind of putting it all on mom. And I remember you being apologizing and being upset and mm-hmm. wishing you didn't even come here because you were such a burden. Yeah. If that's okay to share, yeah. I guess. And, like, mom, and this has nothing to do with mom. It's not like I wish I stayed with my birth mom. I think my life would have turned out completely different, but it's it, I can still be angry about it. And that's the thing about this too it's like even though you're not maybe wishing for to be with this person or have this other event happen you can still be angry that it did or did did not happen and I just had to work with those emotions and stuff and up until not until like the last five years did I know that I was I had all this anger because I was missing my mom and missing that connection kind of and it kind of I feel like, for me, it put a block between my mom and I's relationship because I was always just had these shameful feelings and anger towards my biological mom that it was just kind of always there and I just had anger. I would imagine it would be kind of complex because of the guilt and then... I know you did love me, right? Mm-hmm. And But then that would only make things more complicated. Yeah. Because then you have these mixed feelings, which yeah. could even be more aggravating because you're maybe in a whirlwind of emotion that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know even if this makes sense, but it's kind of hard to explain. I just, I was so mad about not having a mom and I mom and I were on a walk like a year ago and I can't remember I was like complaining or just having a fit about something (laughs) and having a fit about something I don't know what it was Mm. but we we talked more about my mom and I was just really really sad and for a lot of my life I would make up or my only excuse for why I wasn't like good enough was that my my mom gave me up when I was younger so Like, if my own mom didn't want me, why would anyone else want me? And in my head, I made this whole narrative of my biological mom giving me up because she didn't like me or she didn't love me. And for my whole life, that was the thing that was causing my anger and my stress and my, yeah, mental self-harm. And, you know, we talked about that on our infamous walks. (laughs) And... 
I worked through it and we talked about the facts that of the story of the narrative to try to change it around and the fact that my mom gave me up is a better sign but I don't know how to explain this I might cut this out but how do we word this you're doing right the fact that your mom actually gave you up and didn't abort you Mm -hmm. gives us a clue that she loved you yeah because it's very common in China for children especially if you're a girl and you're sick which I was both of those (laughs) yes yes very sick um which it's very common for them to abort children like that so it for me to be here and alive and well and in a new country and have the care that I need just goes to show that the facts are there that my mom probably did love me a lot because it takes a lot more love to give up your child than to like keep it and have watch it like die or be sick and so she gave me up and she gave me the best life and honestly I'm just that's what gives me the joy and the piece about that is that she just was able to love me to the extent where she would give me up and even if she didn't love me and didn't want me well I don't want to be with a mom that doesn't want me or love me so right either way it's all good anyway it's like thank god right if she got out of there so we wanted to be careful not to script a story to make us feel better yeah so we looked at just the facts yeah the facts where we don't know the reason why she was given up to we? But we do know that you were given up. We do know that you were sick. Yeah. We do know that it's very hard to take care of a sick child in China unless yes. you have lots of money. And that you wouldn't be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So we do know that abortion is a form of birth control. Mm-hmm. And that it's very common. And if kids have ailments or sicknesses, it's not uncommon to abort them. Yeah. And so the fact that you're here with significant health issues is a sign that your mother probably, maybe, maybe not, but it's a good sign mm-hmm. that she did love you. Yeah, and going back to the first verse, James, where we were talking about how God tells us to be joyful in difficult times, and it felt like maybe the first, like, 10 years or plus of my years, or of my life, were extremely difficult because I was dealing with all this anger and this guilt and shame. But honestly, I, to this day, or yeah, to this day, I'm really glad that I went through that because without that, I wouldn't have been able to like, I like build this stronger connection with my mom. Yeah. I mean, it just, after shifting my mindset to oh, my mom, my biological mom did love me because she gave me up and I'm here. It, I was able to put that, those negative thoughts to rest. And it's not like they don't cross my mind. I'm not perfect. And, you know, I still have doubts, but I think about it a lot less. And that's been really, really great because now I, there's not like that big wedge in between my mom and I. It's really a beautiful thing. It's a joyful thing. It's, yeah. it's It brings peace. It's it bringing a lot of joy and peace. So much peace. I mean, it really is joy. It is a joyful thing. And uh, we won't go into details right now, but the first 10 years were really, really difficult. Uh, we didn't have this 
joyful relationship, I guess I can say. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else I to mean, call it. I mean, it was a different dynamic for sure. Right. And we did a lot of work and we had, uh, you endured a lot of trauma and that changes the brain those first few years of life. And we won't go into a lot of that right now, but we, God had led me, which I'll go into my story on how the brain functions and how development how a developing brain is affected by such things as trauma, particularly the first few years of life, and it rewires the brain and neurophysical skills, making things very complicated. So what Jana's talking about and experiencing too in that anger is not uncommon, even just with the trauma. I mean, the birth mother was a trauma. There were lots of other traumas. And so this anger coincides with these neurophysical skills and that trauma piece. And so the 10 years we have worked really hard. Jana's worked really hard. I've worked really hard. We've done many different programs that we can talk about um, on another podcast that's more pertinent to that to help others who are stuck in some trauma and need to kind of rewire their brain and move out and be able to find that peace. But it is really a beautiful and joyful thing where uh, my story kind of relates, I guess. If I go back, if I go back, uh, one of the darker periods in my life where I felt isolated, alone, angry, resentful, uh, ironically or not so ironically, may coincide with... Yeah, we were just like both <laughs> going through trauma at the exact same time, which just makes everything... So much more clashy. <laughs> similar to my daughter is probably not at the similar times. Mm -hmm. um, the intensity probably went up and down depending on our own situation. But I how had, much sleep we we were getting? <laughs> definitely, I had worked so hard and prayed so hard to God to give me my children that when I got Jana home and she had these serious medical issues, which I don't know if you've listened to the other podcasts, but she had open heart surgery. She almost needed a, a heart lung transplant. She had a lot of other physical health issues that weren't on her record. They were overwhelming. And once we got those taken care of, uh, my daughter still really struggled. And she kind of described some of it, the anger. And I described a little bit like uh, she had a lot of um, neurological impairments that were caused by the trauma she endured the first two years of life and of course I knew nothing about this her PTSD developmental trauma disorder reactive attachment disorder and a whole host of things it was like a tornado a storm a blizzard hail maybe hail <laughs> just being dumped down all around me and I didn't know what to do with the hail without it was making me cold angry bitter and I kept praying and my daughter wasn't happy so the worst thing was I didn't know what to do I didn't know how to help her I didn't know how to get her to a good place a happy place most importantly I didn't know how to get her to a safe place she didn't feel safe in the world that she was in yeah I mean like it was just very scary to you know I don't really remember China all that much but you know, moving to a whole different country is definitely got to be a huge change on top of the uh, the stuff that I already was 
going through. Yeah, and all on all the medical issues. And so not only that, so it's like I, at this time, my husband and I weren't really getting along. We weren't really talking. Everybody was so angry, and he was angry. He didn't know what to do. Uh, we didn't really have money. I was off work for a long time. We had a lot of expenses. There were medical expenses. And then I had my son, who was younger, and when we first adopted her, he was just like, Mom, can we send her back to China? <laughs> I we... would probably say the same thing, too. <laughs> and if we can't send her back to China, can we just send her over to Grandma's house? What about Grandma's house? <laughs> she could live with Grandma. <laughs> I, I could live with Grandma. <laughs> she could live with Grandma. Uh, but um, all joking aside, I was so overwhelmed. I was so angry. I felt like God deserted me. Uh, I was I was resentful. I didn't know what to do. I was drowning in anger and self-pity, too. Yeah. I, I just, I didn't know what to do. It was not a good place at all. There was a lot of anger. And so... There's just an anger bubble. An anger bubble that infested us all. It infested the whole entire family. I would yeah. say it was a nightmare. It was not a good place to be. It was like a parasite that just came in and... Really yeah. Coming to destroy... It really did. So it was a very ugly place. And if somebody would have said, oh, but there's joy. And you know what? I guess my mom, my mom actually sent me a story. And it was about this family that watched this, these birds lay these eggs. And then when the eggs hatched, they were like these ugly birds. And they, I don't know, they were challenged. And it was like the person watching these birds said it was like so difficult for these birds to survive. But then they turned into these, they grew into these amazing, beautiful birds. And it was like so joyful. And so my mom was just kind of like, you're just kind of stuck in the, you know, the, the difficult, ugly, ugly part, right? The <laughs> ugly face. <laughs> and I was insulted and not happy and didn't like that at all. Of course. You can never appreciate it in the moment. <laughs> no. <laughs> so uh, we, we were there. And I don't, let's read the, uh, what's our other Bible verse before we move on to the next phase of how to get out it of It is that. another verse from Romans because Romans is the elite Bible oh, yeah. book. It's, it is Romans fifteen thirteen. May God of hope, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, which is kind of, it kind of leads into your story. Like it is, you know, you know, the trust part and stuff, yes. but I'll let you dive into You're right. that. So that is, that is beautiful because why I was stuck here in this very ugly place it was a nightmare i was in over my head we had problems all over the board between relationships between the house falling apart between jobs and yeah. money and kids that i couldn't really take care of and keep safe and yeah. so many things going on it's like god i followed you i did what you told me to do I adopted this child, and we've had one problem after a nightmare. I mean, these were big problems, life-threatening problems. And the mental health issues were really, really overwhelming. And they were just like the cherry on top. I knew nothing about this. It's like he was, it felt like my whole life was being ruined. And, but where would I go from there? I, 
Uh, what did I do? I trusted in the Lord. Mm-hmm. I kept trusting. I kept praying. I didn't give up. Um, I got angry, but when I got angry, I took it to God. I told God. I literally, it's like, God, I don't know what to do. You need to tell me what to do. Dear God, please help me. Many, many times I prayed, dear God, I can't make it through this day. Just give me something to make it through this day. And honest to God, he gave me something to make it, it through. Just, like, when I did that, I would get through. something. And yeah. I wouldn't even know what I would need to get through the day. And this sounds really silly, but one day in church, I was just like, dear God, I can't make it through this day. I can't do it. You gotta, you gotta help me. I don't know what to do. We came home from church and my eight-year-old son said, mom, what can I do for you today? Did you want me to mop the floors? I can do it. And I'm like, thank you, sweet Jesus. This is what I needed. I would have never guessed this is what I needed, but yeah, it's like God works in mysterious ways. It was just like, that was kind of a joyful, it's just like, what? My eight-year-old is, this is not really normal. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, someone's here to help me. A simple little act like that. I mean, and literally, it went on like that. And it's like, I, I've found an amazing group of people on the internet that knew about attachment issues. And I um, found an amazing nonprofit that had all these programs that helped rewire the brain. And I just kept finding all these different things, little pieces by little pieces in this therapeutic parenting and um, Jana's big smiles that would melt my heart and she would give me hugs out of nowhere. It's like all these little things kept changing. So I kept praying and by faith, I just, started realizing things that I started being thankful for. It's like as I prayed, I was thankful that my son offered to mop the floor and asked what I needed. That was incredible. So, and I kept praying and I kept appreciating different things as I I didn't even know exactly what I was doing. I was just praying to God. And all of a sudden it's like, you know what? I'm really thankful. We don't have a lot of money, but my husband is home every night and we eat dinner around the table. And this is a cherished cherished routine that we all adore. It really kept us together. We went on these camping trips that in the beginning, some of them were kind of a nightmare. Now they're iconic. (laughs) Now they're iconic. People told us to actually quit camping because we had so many disasters. But honest to God, um, we kept camping. We camped every single year, you know, went on camping trips in the summertime. And that really was the glue, these stories, these camping trips that really keep us kept us together oh yeah going out and doing these uh fun camping trips with the kids it's like we just kept on doing it I was so thankful for those moments with family I was just started being thankful for our house even though it was falling apart and when I started being thankful more blessings came so if you haven't caught it yet the secret of joy is thankfulness Boom, she blew it right there. She revealed it. You had to well, wait. <laughs> wait until we were talking about thankfulness. So I was like, yeah. okay. I'll, so the I'll secret to joy, it really was because when these things happened and I started being thankful, this nightmare started melting away and I started having these little pieces of joy. Mm-hmm. I mean, who can find joy in an eight year old mopping? I don't know. It was joy. <laughs> I mean, it seems like the most simple thing, but you. 
if you found joy out of it, it's like, yeah. It really was. I Our house was falling apart and needed many things. We really didn't have a whole lot of money. But what I realized was it's like a house is a house. It's got four walls. It's like anybody else's. I can make it anything I want it to be. I started becoming thankful for our house and loving our house. And one day a guy knocked on our door and said, can I check for hail damage? And I'm like, sure. And he's like, oh, uh, guess what? You have hail damage. I can get you a new roof for free through insurance. It's like, really? And it's like, oh my gosh. And we got a free roof through the insurance company. And the insurance adjuster who came out said, you know what, lady, you got an angel on your side because your roof is so old. It was like 20 years old. He's like, I can't believe <laughs> that the, that the uh, insurance company is paying for your roof. Yeah. That's like crazy. But this is how God kept showing up. We kept having these miracles. We kept having these blessings. And I, I kept finding this joy like this bliss and all these little things and it really was in this thankfulness and this gratitude and trusting in God and believing in him and just moving forward even though it was tough you know I don't know what to do just show me what to do next and just doing these little things and this joy just kind of tumbled into my life yeah and and then you start building on it and you start getting better and not falling into the slumps and you start finding more peace and more joy in your life as you proceed forward And that's kind of like, I feel like where we're at now, and I'm not saying we're perfect, but it's... Not perfect at all in any sense, way, (laughs) shape, or form. No, not at all. Oh my goodness. We still crab at each other. You're able to be more aware of what's going on around you, and sometimes it just hits you. Like, joy is just sometimes like this wave that hits you in the most random moments of your life. Yeah. I mean... Do you have moments? I have have a moment. I've just... I have a simple moment. Chef's kiss moment. It's, like, very, very random. I don't know, like, what inclined me to notice this story, but I was just, you know, riding the bus. Yes, I'm a senior, and I don't drive to school, but we don't have an extra car, and... Sympathy. (laughs) When we we talk about pity trip here or something, is that joy? (laughs) No, but... So I was just on the bus, you know, doing my thing because I ride the bus and I was just listening to music. She's a senior and she rides the bus. Oh my Did gosh, you get that? Sh- stop. <laughs> and so I was on the bus just listening to music and it was like a, another day. It was like a Tuesday or something. It's very random. And nothing changed. I got on the bus at the same time. I was listening to the same music, Taylor Swift. And I, we like pulled into my school and... I just, I got out of the bus, and I just noticed the sunset, and it just hit me, like, a wave of joy just hit me, and I was, like, I just could take in the hues of the the orange and the pink and the red, and it was just, mm. like, the most beautiful Sounds thing beautiful. ever, but the thing is, it really wasn't the most beautiful thing ever, because there was people, and there were there was, like, students all around me, there was mm-hmm. buses in my way, there was houses in my way. It wasn't even, like, the most glorious moment. It wasn't a sunrise, or it wasn't, a, yeah, the sunrise over an ocean. It was just a sunrise by my school. A big school. Yeah. A big school with, like, 4,000 kids. Yeah. So we're not talking some small little yeah. <laughs> building. But it was, it, I don't know, it just brought me this immense joy and peace. And, like, I remember later that day, well, actually, it wasn't, like, that much later. I was talking to a friend before our first 
block started and we were looking out this window and I was like I was talking to her I was saying how our school just had the most beautiful landscape and we have the, these woods in our back and that's pretty uh, cool yeah and it was just like these it was very folly and we could see the pond and I was I was talking to her and I was just like we are so blessed to be able to go to like the school and so many great opportunities and look at the environment we're around and she just kind of looked at me like I was weird but you know you crazy girl I just I just <laughs> felt this immense joy and that carried me out through the day and I I couldn't like stop thanking God for that moment and for that day and for the people around me because I, d- I do complain a lot about school but <laughs> that day I was True. just able I was just able to stop the complaining and like move on with my day with thankfulness and that really shifted the whole aspect of my life it actually shifted the whole aspect of my day and moving forward I was just able to be so much more joyful and less complaining and negative yeah what it sounds like what you're really talking about is that it really you were in the present moment I was yeah you were really aware of what was going on instead of kind of and it wasn't hyper focused either it was just like the right amount I guess right you were in your alpha state your nice calm meditated alert state where you can acknowledge everything that's going around you but not kind of get caught up in it so you can appreciate it which is amazing and so that's what's the beauty of joy is that once you start doing this little by little you have like these little snippets of joy that come in out of nowhere so just like your boss story you know I have a story of a coffee story Mm-hmm. <laughs> poured a cup of coffee and went out in my backyard and I have this little bench a little garden bench out back in the garden and I have a cross and I have Mary in there and it's back by the woods and I have a little stone path that goes there and I've always wanted to you know I have a cushion and I put pillows out there but I've never really sat there before and so one morning this summer I took my cup of coffee out before work took the puppy dog with me sat on my bench it was completely joyful. I mean, it's it sounds silly. I almost want to laugh talking about it, but it was such a moment of contentment. I mean, it was just in my backyard. I can see the house, you know, and the grill and the duck. And but I was just it's not the most like beautiful setting or anything. <laughs> well, and I'm kind of right. Not even I'm looking to her, but. I, we have the woods and my gardens are beautiful and they're gorgeous and it's yeah. just was just a moment for me to really be present in the gardens and with my puppy dog he was so cute on the little he, sidewalk he's so cute yeah. we have a little shih tzu he's the cutest little thing and to just sit there with my coffee and literally it might not have been any more than five minutes but it was a completely joyful moment kind of bliss like you said then sets kind of the tone for the day yeah it's like it just shifts me into this moment so that's where joy can come is when you start being grateful for the things throughout your day and start having a dialogue with God throughout the day that because I think the joy like can make you more aware of God's presence absolutely I think that is I think joy is actually God kind of being in communion with God is what I think joy really is that brings us to this heightened awareness of love And so it's such a connected place, it's such a calm place, it's such a content place. I'm going to get one Bible verse that I like, and then Jana will close us out with prayer. So thank you for joining us. I hope 
um, that this is kind of exciting to you because it really is kind of it's exciting for us it's 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 our little secret that we're sharing with you so right it's God's secret yes so I'm going to read from Romans we're reading from Romans again and I just like this for the ending and it's Romans for it's Romans 14 verse 17 for the kingdom of God is not food or drink. So I'm going to stop and just kind of break it out. So it's kind of not the physical. But it's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And I think it kind of just sums up what we talked about yeah. today. That you kind of got to move out of um, what's happening in the material world and go to that righteousness and cling to that peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And it's kind of defined defines joy because the thing that separates happiness and joy is that happiness is pretty much only defined by the physical and joy is not defined by the physical and God makes that very clear in this verse and in this in his right in his word so the happy happy typically has a cause that makes you happy joy is not necessarily a cause just kind of happens it just kind of is like a, like i said earlier it's just a wave it's it is yeah so jano do you want to close this out in prayer right now yeah i would love to okay so if you'd like to join me in prayer in any way that you feel comfortable or connect with god the most dear god thank you so much for bringing all these amazing beautiful people that you have blessed on this earth god we are so thankful that you have just come into our lives and if there is anyone listening to this who have, has not accepted you into their life i pray that they're just able to receive the amazing gift that you have given us god help us to remember that we hold the key we hold the key as humans to be able to experience joy whenever we want because god you are with us you have sent your holy spirit down to us and we can access that joy whenever we want God, we know that happiness is fleeting, and happiness is something that, as humans, we like to chase a lot of the times. But God, you are just, you are the center of joy, and joy is not fleeting. And whenever we experience it, God, you are just there and in the moment. And we pray that you just continue to just make us more aware of your presence, and so that we can experience joy and continue to be beacons in this world. God, I pray that you make our hearts more grateful and more thankful in in this season of life and always. God, thankfulness and gratefulness are so essential and I pray that you just bring those things into our lives so we can access you and we can access joy. God, we are so thankful for everything that you blessed us in this lifetime and I pray that you just bring your presence closer to us and I pray that you just use us as vessels to spread your word and your joy and that every human that can be reached is reached. God we love you and in your powerful and holy name. Amen. That was beautiful Jana. Thank you. And before we go Jana and I would love to offer you a free gift. We have put together a five-minute power journal that helps you to look at your day and look at your week 
and record what you're thankful for, but we have different prompts and different questions that really help you to dig deep and be thankful. So if you would like to receive this free life-changing power journal, please go to kellyjeanpittman.com, K-E-L-L-Y-J-E-A-N-N-E, Pittman, P-I-T-T-M-A-N.com. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you in two weeks. Two weeks. And faith and love. Kelly. And Jaina. Bye.